just another weekend. It's plenty shit to talk about. Plenty shit to talk about. So you know we talking loose, living new. Yes, it's new mission. Low, let's get it. Low, where you been? Start checking in. New pie for your ass. Yep, let's begin. This the shit I recommend. Stand out, fuck many men. Any topic in the trend. Please believe we waiting in. Do this on the weekly. On any app you can log on. Search, loose lips, subscribe, and we gon' mob on. Do it for Carolina, blowing on palmetto trees. Start checking out. Low, tell them what it be. Just another weekend. It's clean as shit to talk about. Clean as shit to talk about. So you know we talking loose, living, new vision, new mission. Low, let's get it. This is classy, classy ratchet, raise your glasses. She gon' tell, how it go? She make it happy. Loose, living, you tripping, new money, keep spending. Welcome to a brand new episode of Loose Lips Podcast. This is your girl, Lo, and I have a special guest with me, if you don't mind introducing yourself. Hi, my name is Ronald. And Ronald is a friend of the show. He's actually very supportive, and he is a listener of the show, and that's how I met him. So thank you so much for joining me tonight. Can you hear me? You cut out for a second. Oh, I, I live out here in the country. But oh, I was... <laughs> Can you hear me now? Well, I just had to reset my Wi-Fi, too, so I, I know how that go. Yeah, so tell people, uh, where are you from? I'm originally from uh, North Carolina, but I currently live in uh, Texas, a small town called San Angelo. I've been here for about two years or so, working and doing my thing. Okay, and... Um, I haven't like technically met Ron, but he's a listener of the show, and that's how I met him because he's very supportive and he's very funny. Um, <laughs> and if I need a laugh, I'm sure he 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 gives me one, especially on Facebook when I like post my crazy stuff. He's one of the people that I let in onto my private Facebook, so so I appreciate the support, Ron. Anytime, anytime. It's a great show. I've definitely enjoyed listening to it for the past year or so. I've, you know, asked other people to tune in and whatnot because it's really good and informative, too. Well, thank you. Thank you. You know, I, I do my best. You know, I just like to be me and walk in my truth and have a great time while doing it. So um, tonight, um, I got some topics to touch on just um, basically from what I've been seeing in the news that's been going on. So I don't know if you've seen any of this stuff, <clears throat> but I'm going to ask you about it, okay? Go ahead, go ahead. Okay, so one, the rapper Casanova out of New York. I don't know if you heard this story, but um, he has been indicted by the feds um, in connection to being part of the untouchable Gorilla Stone Nation gang. There's a racketeering case against himself. 
and he turned himself in today and his girlfriend posted a video of him turning himself in and G Herbo actually got um he turned himself in today as well in Los Angeles for fraud and my question or my thought about this is why are these rappers are these people who are positioned to make millions of dollars involving themselves in these fraudulent scandals? Honestly, um, I, I haven't um, read into the specific details, but I have heard the the overall just those two uh, situations. My thought on that has always been that a lot of times when these rappers and entertainers as well as um, local businessmen too. They mm-hmm. they start out coming from nothing and, and getting into things that are you know illegal activities and whatnot. And it, to, I hate to oversimplify it, but a lot of times they get in the game, and even once they to those higher levels, it's just hard for them to get out. Um, whether it's being ties to to family members or or friends or, or people that have come up with them that they feel like they owe it to them to to continue to participate in those activities or or whatever types of outside pressure or even internal pressure, a lot of times it's just hard for them to get out from what I've seen once they um, even get to levels that are elevated beyond the, the street life, so to speak. No, I agree. I agree. I guess just from my um, point of view, like if I was put in a position to make millions of dollars legally, I am in no way, shape, or form trying to mess that up. <clears throat> Excuse me. But it's just, you know, 2020 has been a year, for, a year for the books. So I guess December, you know, she doesn't want to be left out. <coughs> and we're just in the beginning of December, so I ain't no telling what else is going to happen. So another thing that I saw in the news today, um, have you ever watched Real Housewives of Atlanta run? Um, here, in, I haven't watched the uh, entire series of course but I've seen episodes here and there of course without a doubt it's hard to miss so Cynthia Bailey you know she's been on there and she was married to Peter Thomas and he had a a nightclub that was foreclosed on and Cynthia is now suing him for $170,000 over that nightclub because she said that she loaned that money to him to open up the nightclub bar one and it's currently foreclosed, and she wants the money back. Mm-hmm. So Peter, she wants her investment back. She wants her investment back. And Peter is um, spoke with someone today and said that him and Cynthia agreed that payments for the loan would not start until February of 2021. He said that he offered to purchase the property from Cynthia on Auburn Avenue in Atlanta, Georgia. Peter said, I told Cynthia I would repurchase the property from you at the amount we purchased it for, not even half like I was supposed to. I'm only entitled to give her back $80,000, but I'll give you back $106,000. But I will give it to you 36 months after the deed is transferred to my name. Not before, since I'm walking away with nothing. Um, So my question is, if you and your spouse um, were together and they had a business endeavor and you loaned them a certain amount of money and the business endeavor failed, or even if it was successful, are you hitting them back up for the money that you gave to them? Uh, it's kind of tricky because I'm actually in a similar situation like that right now. With really? The home that, yes, with the home that me and my um, 
my daughter's mom own together. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's no bad blood between no bad blood between us. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a a business arrangement that we made that you know when the property is to go up for sale, then we split the the income or the the profit from that. Mm-hmm. Um, those things kind of get pretty tricky. I mean, if you want to look at it from a business side, if they already had an, a prearranged agreement uh, via you know, whether it's written or verbal, mm-hmm. um, my thinking would be, I would expect that to be honored. But then if you look at it from a, a personal standpoint, if I was to see my spouse or former spouse in a situation where, you know, their business might not be going in the direction that they want it to, um, I, I may not right away ask for my investment back, but mm-hmm. I would definitely seek to get something back at a later date, but I, I, you know, I can't get what they don't have, so to speak, is what I'm getting at. So I don't even see a, a necessarily see a point in trying to keep those funds if said individual may not be in a position to provide them. And it sounds like Pete, from, from what I've been reading, you know, Peter's got a lot of things going on that he might not even have that money to give her right now. Yeah, he did the, say that he would be better off financially three years from now. Right. Me, and then, I mean, mm-hmm. uh, just not to cut you off, but being in a public spotlight, you know, I wouldn't want to even sort of add fuel to that fire. It's one of those situations I would maybe wait on, you know, wait till the time is right to, to sort of handle. Now, me personally... Um, if I'm with my spouse, whether married or not, I would not be comfortable with giving them that type of money. Um, first of all, I'm not going to be comfortable with living with them. You know, separate houses, happy yeah, spouses. Yeah, we know that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> separate houses, happy spouses. So me giving you... know you... that's not going to work. Hold on, we got to talk about that for a quick second. You okay. know that's not... I've been listening to you say that for the longest. You know that's not going to work. Okay, separate so... Houses. Where did that thought process come up with to okay. begin with? How did that come about? So that came about, so um, I know you say you've been listening to the show now close to two years. I've been single for for six, going on seven, right? And um, I was in a relationship with my ex for six years. The ex before that, I was with him for five years. And I lived with both of them, not together, but when we was in a relationship. <clears throat> and um, I just... I just did not like living with them, um, especially my last ex. And so I just felt like, you know, in order for my next relationship to work, whether we, you know, are in a relationship for a long time or we get married, I felt like it would be better if uh, we lived in separate houses. But, of course, I understand it's not going to work. A lot of my male friends have told me, like, you know, when you come across a real man, he's going to want you in the house with him, Low. He's not going to go for you being in a different house from him. But right. my right. And my, a lot of times, like just well, speaking from my perspective, it's like I don't necessarily need a female to be necessarily all over me and, mm-hmm. and all up under me all the time. But, but it's a simple fact of knowing that she's somewhere, like feeling her presence. Like we don't got to be hugged up 24-7, but just feeling your presence, you know, in the vicinity, you know, it makes a world of difference. So I like I don't see how any man could you know go to sleep knowing that his wife or significant others in a whole another house somewhere else. And you know what? That is very true. 
Um, but right now my stance is um separate houses, happy spouses. Because I on top of <laughs> on top of me, um, you know, trying not to go through what I went through in my last relationship, I like my privacy. And um right. I have two kids and they're teenagers and they're about the same way, they like their privacy as well. And I don't want to disrupt the energy that we have created amongst ourselves because you know bringing in someone else into the equation um changes everything right but i i also know um in my heart of hearts that you know if this person who comes into my life is for me then it would be a comfortable situation um but you know i i just like my privacy i you know i just like to come home and you know i i do a lot so when i come home i just want to relax right I don't want to walk into a love and hip hop scene. I'd rather walk into a full house scene when they got the music playing and they come to an understanding and they hug it out and the credits roll. That's a good point. And I, you know what? I'm glad you brought that up. And since we're on the topic of reality shows, let me pose this question to you. Okay. Do you feel like the various reality shows, and this is why I don't watch them. Well, my stuff, I pretty much told you my stance on it because I don't watch any of them. Yeah, but I feel like they um they kind of paint us in a in the wrong light. Us meaning African Americans or or people of color. What's your stance on that? So my stance on that is the same. Um, when I was actually a music blogger, I actually um had Ti's son's mother on the money. Um, I had her on my website. I did an interview with her because she actually had a show on Bravo at the time. Um, it was a reality TV show, but it was it wasn't a um it wasn't like a real housewives type thing. Um it was more so of a positive light. Um the show that she was on. It was called Mother Funders that was on Bravo. It lasted I think for like one season. But I do think that these reality TV shows do paint us in a negative light, loving hip hop, real housewives or whatever city that they may be in. Um, if there's um women of color on there, it's gonna be depicted in a negative light because you always see them arguing with one another. And they're fighting with one another and they're throwing things at one another and they're cussing each other out. My thing is, if you don't like someone, I'm not shooting a show with you and filming and, you know, represent myself in this type of light all for a check. I'm not doing that, but everything now is for a check. Everything is for a check now, and that's what they do. That is 100% accurate. Cause, and the reason a lot of the times I bring that up is because I lived in, uh, before I got to Texas, I lived in Hawaii for two years. And, of, of course, there's not a lot of uh, African-American people there. Mm-hmm. And some of the locals that I got to know, some of my friends there that live there still today, when they first met me, they were shocked just because of the way I carried myself, the way that I spoke, um, the way that I articulated my thoughts, because Hawaii is kind of like, it's the closest you can get to going to a foreign country without actually leaving the United States. And all that a lot of people there have to go off of as far as their depiction of how things are on the mainland is what you know, on TV. Yeah. So they're sitting there and they seeing these the reality shows and the the Black King, the you know the Real Housewives, and whatnot, and that's how they think 
you know, we are as a people. And I'm like, man, that's it's completely off. Completely off. It definitely is. Like, bring back, you know, the living singles, the different worlds, um, you know, even Bill Cosby. Like, those shows, Martin, Fresh Prince, depicted us, I think, more accurately than these reality TV right. shows do because... You know, every day isn't rainbows and sunshine. We have issues, but not like what's being depicted on TV now with these reality TV stars. I mean, it's a bunch of females who really, like, I was watching, like, I used to watch Married to Medicine, right? Most of those women on that show were either doctors or married to doctors. Right. So either way, you have this luxurious lifestyle you have this money you have these beautiful homes but yet y'all are sitting up here acting as if you not trying to sound funny but you live on section eight and you got to fight the chick across the way for whatever reason y'all don't have to do this you don't have to be around one another but y'all are doing this for a check you're not doing this to get your business out there you're doing this for a check and it's not a good look and especially, like, if I see my doctor on TV breaking a glass bottle, I'm not going back to you. You might bust me across right. my head. Exactly. You get a text message or something in the middle of the surgery and, and flip or something like. Right. So I just, I, I do agree with you. I actually stopped watching um, reality TV shows like that. I catch snippets of it, of course, here and there, <clears throat> excuse me, on social media. But for the most part, I don't t- tune into those shows anymore because of how they depict us. Right. And the fact that those women and men are okay with that for a check, no, I can't. I'm, it, it's just like the Kardashians. Everything is, has a has a dollar sign attached to it. Right. How did we get? Oh, we was talking about me separate houses, separate spouses. <laughs> <laughs> That's how great conversations go. Right. Just flow from one thing to the next. So speaking of Love & Hip Hop, um, it came out today that they're launching a spinoff of Love & Hip Hop. But it's focusing... Are they? Yes, I didn't hear about that. But it's focusing on repairing relationships. Because, you know, Love & Hip Hop hasn't been on because of, you know, COVID and the stopping of production. But it looks like they're going to start it back up and... They're going to do a spinoff, the Love and Hip Hop OGs, which is going to feature like uh, Mama D, Scrappy, and it's going to focus on the cast members. They're going to stay at a hotel and like work on their relationships. So, so it's kind of like a big brother, um, I guess, therapy type of thing. But I really feel like it's going to be some drama with that too. So what are they going to be going to, like, counseling or doing different programs? Well, they haven't really released all the details to it, but they're going to be staying in a hotel in Arizona. It's going to be seven episodes, and it's going to be focusing on patching up relationships. Mm, it's going to I have think that sh- could go either way. You it, know? So Maybe what- if, um, if, they, uh, if it goes in a direction towards them, like, getting actual real help. And, and well, showing that side of things. If they want to get real help, do you actually need a camera there? Because, okay, so Rashida and Kurt Frost are one of the couples that are going to be featured, right? We have seen this storyline between them. It has been dragged on for seasons. Kurt's been cheating. Kurt got a baby by somebody else. 
Rashida's trying to be accepted for the child. The baby mother popped up on Rashida in one of the episodes. To me, if Rashida and Kurt really wants to get help, the cameras have to be off. Just in my opinion. Just with any relationship. Yeah. Cameras. With them, I think, I think their relationship at this point may be more business than, than anything else. And if it is just more business, cool beans. But if it's not just business, have the cameras off. If y'all really do still have issues... And get help. And work on That's it. True. You know, yeah, I don't... You're 100% right about that. Because when you turn the cameras on, they hate when the viewers comment, but you're allowing people to comment, <clears throat> excuse me, on your relationship because you have the cameras there. <clears throat> excuse me. And honestly, I couldn't... I would not have been able to stay with Kurt after having a baby on me. Because me and... So you would... <clears throat> Mm-hmm. So you wouldn't have the same thing with the uh, Gabrielle Union and D Wade. You wouldn't have stuck around for that either, then, huh? No, but see, this is my thing with Rashida and Kurt Frost and Gabby Gabrielle Union and Dwayne Wade. So with Rashida and Kurt Frost, I don't know how it goes on when the cameras are off, right? But for the few episodes I did see, it looks like Rashida was trying to get to know the little boy. Kurt mm. brought the little boy to the house. You know, it looked like she was trying to have a relationship with him i guess because you know i'm still married to your daddy and your daddy gonna be in your life so i need to have a relationship with you right but with gabrielle union and Dwayne wade it's different if Dwayne wade posts pictures with that little boy it's just him and that little boy it's none of his other kids gabrielle union doesn't make mention of him when she's asked about her stepkids and you know the child she has with Dwayne wade there's no mention of it so, <clears throat> in my head, how is this little boy going to grow up to feel knowing that, you know, when they do magazine covers, he's not featured in those photos. Gabrielle Union makes no mention of him, but yet you're still, you married Dwayne Wade even after the fact. So, to me, if you're going to stay, you have to accept this child. This is your stepchild. But me, I wouldn't put a child through that. So I'm just going to leave you because I know I wouldn't be able to accept that child. Because that's me. Good. That's an interesting take. That's an interesting take. But it's like, uh, for me, it, I kind of feel the same. But I guess, like you said, if you're going to stay, then you need to, to be fully committed versus creating a, the awkward situation of that child not being around. With, when you're having certain family functions and, and different things like that. So would you be able to, so say you were in a relationship, say you're married, your wife cheats and gets pregnant by another man. I, I'm gone. Like I'm not, I'm already like, I'm not going to stay through that. I, I can't, I don't. And that's just, I kind of, I, I respect people who can, because from my perspective, I, like I just don't have the the mental fortitude to to be able to be the same person after that. Mm-hmm. It, like that that would change me towards that person, right? And that's me, like my mental. Because to me, that child is always going to be a reminder mm-hmm. of what you did, yeah. and then that person that you had this affair with so to speak will always be around because y'all have a child together i don't want to put up with that 
right? I would like, and like from a forgiveness standpoint, I would definitely forgive that person uh, for my own sake. But I just know I like, like I couldn't look at them the same, so to speak. You know, the, again, I hate to oversimplify, but I literally I could not look at them the same way after they did to me, especially knowing the type of person I am and how I am when I'm in a relationship and how much effort I put into that for someone to do that to me, like that would, it would completely uh, just crush me on the inside, honestly. Right. That's me. Like I give my all. I love hard. It's, it's one thing to cheat once and realize what you did wrong and try to better yourself. But it's another thing to cheat and bring a child into this world with that person or continuously do wrong. Have you ever cheated on someone, Ryan? No, I've not ever cheated on someone. Usually, I haven't even. If, if a relationship is going that bad for me, mm-hmm. like it's gonna end, it's gonna end before even the the thought of cheating occurs. It's just gonna end. And that's the smart thing to do. Have I been cheated on? Whew. Lord, do I got stories to tell about that? You want to tell me all day. But not, um, like, my most recent relationship with my daughter's mom, it wasn't, um, the reason why we split up wasn't cheating at all. We just didn't have a a good, healthy relationship due to a lot of different factors, mostly with the way we uh, worked as far as our jobs and stuff like that. We just didn't build, to to sum it up, we didn't build a good enough foundation, I would Mm -hmm. say. And, uh, of course, if you don't do that, the relationship's going to end up crumbling, and that's what happened. But um, we were together for six years okay. before we decided to, to call it a quit. But before that, um, I was cheated on probably, I want to say, three out of the, the uh, five relationships before, before her. Mm-hmm. And that was... Um, it actually got to the point at one point I thought it was maybe I wasn't, you know, doing something or, you know, you know, what, what's wrong with me? Do I not look good enough? Or, you know, am I not being emotionally strong enough? Or, you know, just going through the, the, the list to yeah. check and trying to check the boxes to see, okay, is it this? 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 Yeah, I went through that for a good little while before I, before I realized that at the end of the day, you know, you can just only be you, you know, and try to be the best you can be. And if, you know, other people can't accept that, then, you know, they just weren't for you. So you men, so men, like, when they get cheated on, they go through, I guess, the same thought process. Like, some women do, what did I do wrong? Am I not attractive enough? So y'all go through that mindset as well? Um. I don't know if men in general, but I, I think a lot of us do. Like I said, I know I for sure did, you know, especially after being, you know, X amount of times, you can't help but wonder, like, you know, am I doing something wrong? You know, is it me or, mm-hmm. or you know, it maybe it's, maybe I need to work on something with my personality, whatever the case may be. I, I definitely did for a good little while until I, I ultimately came to the conclusion that, you know, none of us are perfect. You know, we're all going to be, we're all going to fall short in certain areas. We're all going to, you know, make mistakes. But as long as we're putting forth the effort to wake up the next day and be a better person than we were 
the day before, no matter what the area is, you know, the area or topic or whatever the case may be, then you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. I agree that no one's perfect, but if you cheat on me, I'm not going to ask myself, what did I do wrong? It's just because you're stupid and <laughs> you don't know any better and it's your loss. Yeah. Yeah. That's very true. That's very true. Like, especially, like I said, if you know that you're putting forth, you know, effort as possible as you can make a situation or a relationship or whatever it is work and that person still decides to step out you can't fault yourself for that you can't no and then some people do they just um people people humans are humans right and they're going to disappoint us but when you do stuff like that you make that decision to do that it's nothing that just happened out of nowhere it's a decision that you made in no regards to the person that you're in a relationship with, to their feelings and how it will make them feel. And I'm a true believer in people aren't sorry for what they did until they actually get caught. No one thinks yeah. about the consequences until after the fact. That's true. And like to the, to to that point, to this day, like women who have stepped out on me in relationships that was that I was in with them. To this day, they text me and, and, and tell me, like, man, I wish I hadn't have done that, or you was the one that got away, you know, and, and that could that could just be them seeing how I am, how I raised my child, the type of person I am today, and different things like that. But mm-hmm. even still, like, a lot of them have come over time, come to, you know, regret doing those things and, and see the wrong. And that's good because that'll help them in their future relationship. That is very true. Look at you, Ryan. You're so positive. We like that. Just a little bit. Just a little little bit. (laughs) Yeah, because Ron has some toxic ways about himself when he be leaving his comments (laughs) on Facebook. I'd be like, here he come. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, I'm not going to post. I'm not going to call you out, but they give me a laugh. I'm like, here he come. Here he come. When it's Sunday, you got to, you know, tune in to the pastor. You know, yeah, so that's a running theme that's currently on our Facebook page. Uh, the the followers of Pastor Hendricks, Future, Future is the king of tox toxicness. Why? And I know a lot of it is for laughs and jokes, but I don't understand why these women continue to date this man. I don't know, man. It must, I guess he just got the sauce or whatever. He just dripping because because they keep drinking it. That sauce. They sure keep drinking it. That sauce is poisonous. <laughs> it's poisonous sauce. <laughs> it's like that man that had that coat and gave them people the Kool-Aid and they died. This man is poisonous. He has all these kids. At this point, I don't even know how many kids he has now. I thought he got like five, right? Five or six. Who Future may not know how many kids he has. I could probably DM Future be like, I got your baby and he going to take me to court. Because <laughs> because he doesn't and and the thing is it's not like he has all these kids and you see, okay, I'm making all these babies but I'm taking care of these kids, right? It's I have all these kids and I'm taking their mothers to court because I don't wanna take care of these kids. I don't want y'all to know these my kids. I don't wanna pay child support. And then he's running around with these multiple women. He'll have a girlfriend, but then you'll see he's on a trip with his baby mother for her birthday. 
And with every trip is I'm taking you overseas. I'm giving you a rolly or AP bust down. And I got some roses uh, on the ground. That's the future vacation package that you get. <laughs> and a lot, of, a lot of women see that as a good deal. But you know what? I guess toxicness is, is, a, is attractive in a way, I guess, because everyone has been in a toxic relationship once, twice, three times a lady in their life. And, um, you know, Future is toxic, and he has a lot of money to go with his toxicness, you know? I think it just goes, like, I, don't, I know you've seen the memes and stuff where, for guys, it'll be, you know, it'll have different levels of crazy, and all women are crazy, and they'll tell guys to, you know, pick which level you can handle and just roll with it, because no matter who you get, it's going to be some type of crazy. That might be the same when it comes to Future. I think maybe... Some women feel like they can just deal with his level of um, to- toxicity or, or however you want to phrase it. And a lot of them end up not being able to, but, you know, they think they can for X amount of time. And he continues to, you know, get multiple women like that. That could be it. I knew his toxiness was at an all-time high when this man went on a breakfast club and was upset with Russell Wilson for loving his son. I was like, why would you be upset? I would think you would want whoever Sierra ends up with to love your son. I think that for him, that's probably like a, maybe a pride thing because for us as the the public to see someone else being a better, you know, clearly a better father than he is than, that uh, I guess shines a negative, more of a negative light on him. So, most most likely from his perspective, he's just sitting there thinking, you know, he doesn't want to uh, want um, Russell Wilson to to be in the picture like that, just because it's making him look bad. And also, I think it's because Sierra Sierra doesn't need future like his other kids' mothers do. She already yep. had her own money prior to getting with him. Now she has more money because of who her husband is. And she's gotten married and she's had two more beautiful kids and she's living a lot. She has her own business ventures. Yeah. And I think she's doing really well for herself. I think that's what bothers Future the most is that she went on and she elevated and she looks like she's happier than what she's ever been. And Future's not able to run back to her like he does with his other kids' mothers. And that's how a lot of get, a lot of guys are now that makes like thirty two thousand a year or less. They act the same way. Negative. A lot of guys, uh, they probably like future for the fact that, um, or they they are like future in the sense that they look for women who may necessarily need them. Therefore, they can control them to an extent. Uh, manipulate them to an extent and that's kind of what you see with a lot of these women that are having children with future or or dating him for you know x amount of time these are women that need him you know these aren't women who are empowered these aren't women who are doing stuff for themselves or, or stable you know in their own right and there are women like that that like I said, that are not the status of Future or Russell and Future, and they're still doing the same thing. I mean, hey, I've dealt with toxic men. I possibly myself have some toxic traits. Do you have toxic traits? I think we all do to an extent. Um, What's your toxic trait? Well, uh, 
Well, well, first, let me say, I think the difference is being able to recognize that you, um, excuse me, recognize that you have these flaws and being able to, you know, work towards whether it's getting better at them or Mm -hmm. eliminating them altogether. Me, my toxic traits are like, um, I'm really set in my ways, uh, kind of stubborn, if you, if you want to call it. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it's mainly because I've, the things I've seen and done, and I just feel like there are certain ways to, to do things that are just better. And, um, one of the things I've come to realize in my old age is that what's better for me, even though it, it may factually be better, it may factually be easier. That doesn't mean it's going to work for somebody else. So at some point you have to compromise and meet middle ground to figure out when you're talking about a relationship aspect, you have to compromise and meet the meet middle ground to figure out how you're gonna proceed. Well, my toxic trait is one, I don't trust anyone. Um, I have a hard time letting go. Um, I don't listen because I don't need you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, those are the top three that I can think off the top of my head right now. I know I have plenty of other ones, mm-hmm. but those are the top yeah, three. I'm kind of the same in a, as far as like just uh, not listening and because I don't need uh, like if the thing like I came up, my mother she raised, I watched my mom raise all for her kids, by herself, you know, just, just doing it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Uh, we didn't have a lot, but we had we had what we needed. So me growing up, I felt like I don't necessarily need to put myself in a position to where I need to trust, like you said, or, or rely on somebody else that I need to just go out and, and, you know, get it by myself. So even in a relationship aspect, I might be, um, you know, going through a tough time or whatever, but I not necessarily talk about it. I just keep it to myself and, and mm-hmm. grind myself out of it, even though the whole purpose of having a, one of the purposes of having a partner in life is so that you can help each other. But me being stubborn, like I said, and stuck in my ways and just trying to always be so independent, you know, I end up grinding myself out of situations instead of trusting and relying on my partner to be that, you know, that, that backbone that I need to, to help me make it through things. Now, another um, toxic trait of mine, well, I don't think it's toxic, but it could possibly come off toxic. You can let me know if it's toxic or not. So I'm big on communication, right? And I'm the type that I can sit on a certain subject for maybe a few weeks if I feel like the issue hasn't been resolved. And I will continuously bring it up. Because I want to resolve the issue. Is that toxic? Yeah, to a degree it is. And I've heard you say that before. In a in a situation you were with a guy, I don't know if it's the same one that you've been with, but you said, um, I think it is, you said there was some situation and um, you kept bringing it up and bringing it up, but he'd always find some types of excuses or didn't want to talk about it or just that and a third. Of course, your method, you're going to... Uh, Wait till you get a little drink in them, and then get all the oh, yeah. you know out of them. <laughs> and uh, but it it is it is to a degree, and the reason I say that is because 
you don't want to be in a situation where you're you're forcing an issue because that's kind of how arguments start is when you're trying to force something. You have one side trying to force the the, the conversation or, or force the issue where the other side might not be quite ready to talk about it, and then you're just clashing. You're clashing. You're not. There's no. There's, in this, that situation, neither of you are really going to be listening to each other. You're both just going to be talking at each other, and nothing's really going to get solved. So, um, my approach to that would be instead of continuing to bring it up or try to to force the conversation to happen, maybe you guys could specifically set a time that you're going to deal with something or or address something that you both can agree on so that when that time comes, you both read, both know it's coming and you're both read and approach it, you know, with the level head versus things possibly getting out of hand. Yeah, because I'm big on communication and my thing is like, you can't just let situations go unresolved because they're going to come back up again in some way, shape or form. That's very true. That's very true. Like, I, I would never advise anybody to, to just brush over something or, or, or set it to the side and, and not address it at all. But you got to figure out when to do it, how to do it, the best way to do it. So, again, if you don't, you don't want to end up in a situation where both of you are just talking at each other versus listening. So you have to find some way to compromise on that to where you both can get your points across and both really hear each other out. Because, again, if you just force it and, and just bringing it up randomly and, and trying to force the conversation, the conversation to happen, it's going to turn into a big argument, from my experience, anyway. Yeah, that's me. I'm going to force you to talk. And that's another toxic trait of mine. Like, I'm very aggressive and very, like, okay, we're going to do this right here and right now. Like, you ain't got no choice. <laughs> Like, with, with whatever it may be. We're going to do this. We're going to do this here right now. So, I mean, 2021 is coming. I'm never one to make new, never want to make new resolutions. I always strive to just be a better me. And then I write down goals. Well, you already made one. What? Yeah. You already made one resolution. Uh, December, December. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Right yeah, it is. It is. We forgot. Well, I ain't forgot it. <laughs> I know you have it because you commented on my Facebook hey, about it. It's a, I'm pretty sure it's a long list of listeners waiting for that deadline to hit so they can slide on in the DMs. Listen, <laughs> these dudes slide in my DMs and they ain't waiting on that. But I'm not, I don't Stop. really. Stop. What? Stop. Stop what? They seen you in the gym. They seen you working. All they need, all they need to be better than the than the present is, is a you know, not to be a, a side of the house type of person, and they already a step ahead of the game. <laughs> I'm that ever since I gave him that nickname, everybody just calls him that now, side of the house. But um, no, like if when that deadline comes, and if he is left in 2020, it's not like I'm be jumping to like, oh, okay, he's gone. I need someone new. No. Um, of course not. Not not gonna be doing that, you know. And a lot of the dudes that have my DMs, I honestly just cuss them out and I block them. Uh, well, I got a question for you. Then. Yes. What, um, there's there's got to be some some good character traits about um, this gentleman that has has drawn you to him. Mm-hmm. What what are some of those things? 
Okay, so um, when him, like, honestly, when him and I first started talking, we, we didn't meet each other for like a month. It was just phone conversations. And, you know, great conversation, great vibe. And when we met, it just intensified. And, you know, he's charming. You know, he has a beautiful smile. He's handsome. And, you know, it was just easy. You know, it was nothing forced. We just had a great time. And in the beginning, if I wanted to talk about anything, it was easy to talk to him about stuff. Like most men, he does have an issue with comprehending and listening to certain stuff. That's most men, all men, honestly. But, um, you know, it just flowed, you know, and it was just easy. But um, we started talking in February. First date was in March. But as time went on, um, you know, I could tell something was changing, but I didn't know exactly what it was because we met like right when COVID hit in you know, the the shutdowns happened. So we had to be very uh, creative with our dates and stuff. And, um, but I'm a, I'm a big energy reader, energy, vibes, body language, intuition, all of that. And so I could tell something was up, but I really wasn't for sure what it was. I really didn't think it was another woman, but that's what it turned out to be. And then of course I caught COVID <laughs> that saying, yeah, we, that was rough. I know that was rough. It I was, listened to that podcast that you were talking about that. Yeah. I start hurting just thinking about it. <laughs> it was it was very rough to deal with to deal with that and then to come down with COVID and so I couldn't really deal with my feelings on that situation at the time because hell I was fighting for my life. So what comes first? Feelings of life, my life, you know? So I had to put that to the side. So but you know, that's what drawn me to him. Um, it still is what draws me to him to this day because we still do have good energy. We still do have a good time. But I'm not gonna lie, that situation, um, is something that is something that will never leave me. Right? I did forgive him, but it wasn't for him. It was for me. But I really, I would just say this: I don't feel like we handled it. I don't feel like he handled it the best way that he could have. Cause at this well, is a, um, is the effort there though. Cause I'm big, me personally, I'm big on effort. Like, especially in like, um, any type of talking to somebody or, or relationship type of thing. Yeah. Your effort is going to tell it all. Right. So where's right. the effort at, the, you know, as far as him, the effort, I will say it could be better. Like we had a conversation earlier this week and I was like, do you think, we spend enough time together. And he was like, no, we don't. You know, he has his work schedule. I have my work schedule. He has a child and I have kids. But prior to um, D-Day that happened in July, we had date nights every other weekend. Um, after that happened, of course, it wasn't like we could just jump back into our old routine. But as of today, um, I would say it could it could be better, you know, um, I really don't, I, I really, where I'm at now mentally is, it's not even about what he did now, it's how he handled himself after the fact. And that's what I'm looking what, at. What advice would you give, you know, those of us who may find ourselves in a similar way as to how we can, you know, do things a little bit better, regardless of whether we stay with that, that 
stays with us, stays with us or not. Excuse me. How could we do things better to uh, to you know show that we're putting forth that effort that you want to see and, and handling ourselves in a different manner before than what we were previously. Like if you mess up and you got to rectify mm-hmm. it afterwards. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. one you have to you gotta you gotta have communication. Like when you are with someone and you know talking and because I'm big on honesty. I tell people I tell you don't have to lie to me. You do not have to lie to me. Tell me the truth. And that's what I told him. But if you find yourself in a situation where you've done wrong by someone and you're trying to find your way back, you have to communicate. Um, that person's probably going to have a lot of questions. And even though it might be uncomfortable, you have to be open to listen to them and put yourself in those shoes and answer whatever questions that they have. Um, you have to give them reassurance. Um, that's one thing I feel like I haven't received really is the reassurance from him. Um, you have to reassure this person. You have to show them that you, you know, you have to earn their trust back. You have to show them that you can be trusted. You have to reassure them. You're going to have to reassure them about some things because you've broken their trust and you have to show them that you care and that you want to be there and that you want to be with that person, implement the date nights. It doesn't have to be spending a lot of money. It could be bringing them their favorite food and y'all sit there and eating and watch a movie, you know, talking to them throughout the day when you're both at work just to let them know you're on, you know, you're on their mind. And, you know, just not putting yourself in a situation to where that person can be like, okay, are you doing this again? That's what I would say. Can that trust really be gained back, you know, when something like that happens? Um, I'm going to say that it possibly could. Have I experienced it yet? <laughs> no, but I feel like I I feel like um there are people who truly see the error in their ways and don't want to make that same mistake again, and they'll do their best to do right. But it depends on the two people, right? Because if you're working to regain my trust. I may not want you to regain my trust. So if I don't want it, then it's not going to happen. And vice versa. I could want it, but you may be like, I don't want to. So it just depends on the two people. I will say that it possibly can. You know, it just depends on the two people that are in that relationship. If it can happen. But December 31st is upon us, so... Yeah. When I drop my episode in January, you guys will know. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure all ears will be glued. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to pray for them. Well, thank you. I pray for them, too. And not well, just really for the both of y'all. Because, you know, I, I support people being happy. Well, thank you. I'm mm. all for that. Well, thank you, Ron. I appreciate it. I, and I pray for him and us, too. And I don't, you know, it's not a selfish prayer, you know. Because I'm not going to divulge everything that him and I have discussed, but, you know, I I do pray for him just as a person because, you know, I don't want to, you know, see anything happen to him. But, you know, I I do have strong feelings for him. And so, you know, if I rock with you, you know, it's nothing for me to say a prayer for you, you know, and if I let me ask you this one other question uh along those lines. Um, Is he really someone? You know, feeling the side, is he someone that you see yourself being able to, to build with? Because I know you're at that stage in your life where 
you know, you're not just doing this for fun and games and, and giggles and whatnot. You're looking for someone who you can truly build with. Yeah. Is he someone that possibly fits that description? He is. I'm not going to lie. He he is. But like I said, it depends on the two people. Um, I see that with he he's told me that he sees a future with me, but, you know, time will tell. Um, you know, if that happens or not, but I do, you know, and, and the thing about it, um, I, like I said earlier, I've been single for so long. Yes. I've dated people in between that time that I've been single, but I never really seen anything serious with them. He was the first one in a long time. So, but if I don't keep him run, will, will you be standing there to hold me? Uh, I'm gonna catch the next flight. You can <laughs> catch the next flight. You they catch speak the next right flight. now too. Huh? I can ride first class for the low low. Oh right, you definitely can. But you have to make your way out to South Carolina. You know, I don't. We probably gonna be in this pandemic for the rest of our lives. You know, I feel like COVID is gonna be like the flu. I feel like COVID is gonna be like the flu. Oh, go ahead. No, I'm just saying. I think COVID is gonna be like the flu, and it's gonna be here for forever. So. I think our administration set us back a few years, though. Oh, they definitely that, did. I guess that's a whole other conversation. They definitely, they, they definitely did. Things could have been done better, but we have a toddler in the White House. <laughs> Do we? So, Do we? so of course, things weren't going to be handled um, appropriately, but it, it is what it is at this point. Hopefully, the Biden administration um, is a lot better. I just hope people realize that. You can't undo in four years what someone did in four years. It's not going to work like that. Um, and it's going to take time because Biden's never been a president. So he don't know nope. how to president. That's just like, I couldn't come to your job and do your job because I've never done it before. Right. So I hope people realize that. Yeah. But at least Biden, he's been in the White House. So he, yeah. you know. I would think he has a leg up versus someone who's never even been in any type of, uh, you know, political office at all in their life. And that is true. That's very true. I honestly, I hate to say this. I did not realize how old he is. He just turned 78. I don't think he's going to make all four years. Well, I said it. I said this before. I said, um, I said Biden probably wouldn't get two terms. Um, He'll get it. He'll get one. And that I don't expect him to be reelected, no matter how good he does. I, I don't expect him to be because he, he'll be and too part old. Part of that is because of age. He'll, honestly, I want to see younger people in the White House and Congress and the Senate and the House. Like we need younger people. We need fresh energy. We need people who are open minded. We've had too much of the same older white men who are set in their ways setting the tone for this country. We need something different. I may run for president, and if I do, I want to know that I have your vote. Of course, of course. Thank you, because for that. the like, White like House... Like you said, it'd be, it'd be nice to have someone more connected to, you know, the generations that are actually going to be shaping the world in, in the years to right. come versus those of the old guard, so to speak. And, and that even true. goes into the... the uh, Supreme Court and the other offices where they get these lifetime terms. Like, right. how in the world does that work in, in, in society where 
the youth they're, they're completely disconnected from. And I think they need to change that Supreme Court. Like, no, mm-mm. we need to rotate y'all out too. Sorry. Yep. Y'all need to be rotated out too because this serves to the day you die. No, y'all need to be rotated out too because a lot of y'all sitting up there do not need to be there Correct. whatsoever. Period. Well, I enjoyed you, Ron, um, for coming on to the much. show. It was nice to actually get to hear your voice you know the person who harasses me on facebook but it's all in love <laughs> and you know i really just appreciate the support that you have given to lucy's podcast over the years i definitely appreciate it and you know you will be forever you know a friend to me i appreciate it. again i appreciate the show ever since i started listening it's been a a staple, you know, I harass you for new episodes to yes. come out for me to listen to because it, it's, like, it's really great. It's informative. It's real. You know, no sugar coating on nothing. It's, it's the information you need and how you need to hear it. Well, thank you so much, Ron. Normally, I ask my guests to tell the people where they can find them at, but you know, you're a, um, you're you. You don't have a, you know, a show, so I don't want these folks to come harassing you. So I'm not so I'm not even gonna post his picture when I post this episode. It's just gonna be the logo and y'all are just gonna hear his voice because he's my friend outside of this and he's a supporter and a listener of the show and I just and I appreciate it, Ryan. And you have to fly out here to South Carolina one day. And I have to show you around. And then I have to come to Texas. uh, I lived in um the Orangeburg area for well, I, I was living there because my job sent me there, but mm-hmm. I was there for about a year. Okay. It's, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Well, you have to come here, and then I make my way out there to Texas. I actually have a cousin who lives in Houston. Well, she don't actually live there. She in prison. But, I mean, I guess you can say she lives same there. Same thing. Same thing. Yeah, same thing. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't pull up to her yard and be like, girl, I'm out here. No, I can't do that. <laughs> but, yeah, she lives out there. But, yeah, I want to come to um, Texas. That's on my bucket list um, of places to go to. And hopefully I run into Beyonce. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Don't we all? Love her. I love her. But thank you once again, Ron. Um, shout out to all the listeners of Lucy's podcast. Thank you guys so much for the support. Over 2020, um, I'm going to release two more episodes. I'm taking a break until the new year um, comes and whatnot. But as always, rate, review, subscribe. Click the link in the bio. Listen to us on anchor.fm, um, iTunes, Apple Podcasts. Spotify, if you have any questions, comments, DM Loose Lips Pod on Instagram, or you can email me loose lips podcast at gmail.com. Lips is with two S's. And until next time, goodbye.